Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got another great guest from Paramount Plus's number one show, SkyMed. Welcome to the show, Praneet. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Do you know what? I've got to say congratulations, Praneet, on this awesome, awesome show. It's a kick-ass show. Um, How does it feel finally having it out, you know, on screen for everyone to see? It's... uh... It's incredibly exciting. It's uh, and I was I had this nervous energy, you know, it, like with anything, you know, when you uh, spend months, uh, you know, in isolation, making it with a bunch of people, um, and only you all know this big secret that you have, and then, you know, you finally put out this baby into the world <laughs> for everybody else to consume. It's always really nerve wracking, but um, uh, just thrilled at the uh, response. Really, really excited how at how well it's doing on Paramount Plus and. Um, yeah, it just it, it exceeded my expectations, certainly. Like I was, uh, you know, for, for a show like this, I was just like, oh, it'll have its audience for sure. But I, I just certainly didn't think it would be doing this well. So I'm, I'm very, very happy, very excited. Do you know what? I recommend everyone to watch it because literally over the nine episodes, it hooks you straight away, line, line and sinker. And the characters are just amazing. The writing is just astonishing. But we, before we talk about your wonderful show, let's find out a bit about you, Praneet, in what makes you tick as an actor? Mm. So, so before mm. we do that, um, you know, the past two years have been quite challenging to say the least, especially for working actors and pe- people in the theatre with the pandemic. But in general, it's been quite stressful. So, how have you kept, uh, you know, positive and and moving forwards during the last two years during this pandemic? <clears throat> yeah, um, that's a good question. It's uh, it's been very very hard to be positive and, uh, um, you know, being able to shift your mindset from, um, you know, the sort of the, the, the pessimism that's there out in the world right now and just what we're bogged down with to, to make it a productive one. It, it's a hard, it's a hard transition to, to, to have. Certainly speak, I can only speak for myself in the sense that, it, you know, it was very difficult for me. Um, you know, I'm somebody that is always working I'm a bit of a workaholic that way, um, mm-hmm. always hustling and, um, I'm very much aware that like I, that my career that I'm an entrepreneur that I that I'm, I'm the CEO of my own business, which means that even when there's a worldwide pandemic, I have to find a way to uh, export that business somehow. You know, so so during the pandemic, a lot of the time, even though everything was down, I would be doing lots of workshops online. I would be uh, taking a bunch of classes online. Uh, speaking of the UK, uh, I met several UK casting directors because they had, uh, they had held sort of open calls to meet people around the world. Um, and so, you know, I spent a, a large chunk of my time during the pandemic actually meeting with uh, a bunch of UK directors and UK casting directors. And I, it got to the point where I was working so much, so over time that, that uh, I, I, I burnt out. Um, and I realized that, you know, <laughs> there was only so much I could do uh, as an actor. At a certain point, the rest was out of my control. And I still, to this day, still struggle with that. You know, I still... Um, a big part of this business is luck and, and I hate relying on that word. And, Mm. but sometimes 
just for your mental clarity and mental peace and just you, you just have to be able to you know uh do what you can that's under your control and then let go completely and it's very tough for a person like me who wants who's like sort of anxious and wants everything always under control so the pandemic was was difficult that way because it literally took away everything that i had control wise you know and mm -hmm. so it was a bit of an adjustment but you know i think things are slowly coming back up again um but this, this business is, is, is always hard. I, I, I just think that ultimately I had good friends and family and I had, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a theater actor. Like that's where I started. And so, um, you know, doing a bunch of new work, like workshops with, with new playwrights, all those things kept me engaged, kept me busy. Uh, at the end of the day, I just love uh, the art form. So that, keep, mm. that kept me going. Yeah. So why, so why acting? Why choose that path and not... Sorry if I'm going to use this as an example, but I'm really excited. A manager of Tim Hortons, because mm. we've just we've just had a Tim Hortons open up near us, and everyone's going crazy, and the coffee is amazing. Have you been? Have you been? Yeah, 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 of course yeah. I have, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I was like so one good. of the first in line because. <laughs> yeah. I I am a coffee um, lover. I don't drink yeah. alcohol really, uh, but I'm yeah. into my coffees. So I buy the Dunkin' Donuts uh, vanilla coffee, uh, and I've so got good. a dripper and every, and everything like like, like that. And it's ama amazing. But Tim Hortons is pretty expensive. So when it they is. opened up, I was so excited. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like for us, it's like old hat. Like it's literally there's one on every street corner, right? So it's like you know. We're, we're used to this, but, but it's so, it's so cool to see it from your perspective. Um, yeah. I mean, why acting? Um, well, I think you, it's funny. You're saying manager of a Tim Hortons. I was, uh, I was a manager of a Best Buy. Uh, um, okay. you know, Close. I was that, you know, so, so, you know, electronic store, uh, coffee, you know, uh, but you know, why acting? I, you know, I was always passionate about it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a chemical engineer by trade, right? So I, I, um, my whole life growing up as an immigrant, as a first generation immigrant to this, to this country, um, you know, uh, my parents and, and just the South Asian community in general, you know, they, they value security and stability and, mm. and all those things. And so for me, um, I was sort of brainwashed into that, you know, um, and also there was, there just wasn't, you know, there's Bollywood, sure, but like uh, in terms of the South Asian diaspora uh, here, there wasn't enough representation. So I, I never saw people like myself on screen. So I was like, okay, great. I love this, but it's not a career option because how am I going to pay my bills doing any of this? And so I, I didn't necessarily believe in myself, but like what I was very clear about was that it was my number one hobby. Like it was my passion. I was always doing it, whether, you know, university, high school, um, even when I was a working professional, I would do community theater right after work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I do the nine to five thing and then I would do uh, unpaid volunteer theater from six to 10 p.m., you know, um, or make short films with my friends on the weekends. Like it was always the passion for me. Um, and ultimately, I, I think I made the, the call to take the leap of faith because um, I started getting work where to, to a point where I wasn't able to balance my perfect, my full-time <laughs> nine to five job and the paid acting work that I was getting. Mm. Um, and it was only then that I decided, you know what, uh, there's something here. The universe is trying to tell me something that, that, mm. um, that I'm actually decent at this <laughs> and that like, if I could keep going, that maybe I could actually make a living doing this. And ultimately that's what gave me the confidence to, to jump into it. But 
but on a, on a, on a, just on a baseline level, why acting it's because it's my first love, you know, as, as early as I can remember as a kid, like mm-hmm. other people would be playing outside or playing on their game boy. And I would be watching behind the scenes footage of like mission impossible two on my DVD, or like, I'd be watching like how Aladdin was animated, you know, and we're not even talking the movie. Like I'd be watching the movie 25 times, but I'd be also be watching like the, how the animators drew Simba and the Lion King. Yeah. It's like, 70,000 times because I was just so interested in the making up, you know, so that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and obviously the profession comes with a lot of ups and downs. It, it can be quite unsecure and then it can be amazing once you get that dream role. So how do you deal with the ups and downs? Because it's a lot of auditioning. There's a lot of no's, but there are some great yeses. So how do you deal with the ups and downs? The way I deal with the ups and downs is I, I create my own work. Um, and I <clears throat> do theater and, uh, I do some voiceover gigs. Like I, I, ultimately the way I look at anything in the film and television industry is that it's, it's a fairy dust, that it's fairy tale land, that it's, it's when I get the call, it's basically a vacation. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a bonus unexpected vacation that I get and I get to go and do the thing and come back. Um, so I've kind of in my brain divided the two worlds. Uh, I have my own reality and then I have Skynet reality. Um, you know, and it helps me cope with the nose and the rejection because ultimately I realize that the odds are stacked against all of us. And so the only way to sort of stay sane is to um, make your own work, uh, collaborate with people that are on your level, um, net- network with them, like just like make stuff uh, because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what feeds uh, my soul and that's what I, I want to keep doing. And so, um, yeah, that, that's how I sort of do it. You know, like I, I'm, I, I love to direct, I love to produce. And so I, I make lots of short films. I, I'm developing like two different TV series ideas and stuff. So that's the only way that I try and cope in between. Um, so yeah. basically in your brain right now, it's everything's yeah. go, going off at 100 miles per hour, literally keeping <laughs> busy. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. So have you, have you got a plan in place what you want to achieve in this in, in industry? Is it awards? Is it certain parts is it certain films you know have you got a plan yes <clears throat> i have a very clear answer to this actually and somebody was asking me <clears throat> the other day I, I think for me the awards and all that stuff i can't control any of that you know a lot of that is is also having a good uh, pr rep and campaigning and money and all that stuff so that stuff i can't control the one thing that i do know that i want is i look at somebody like jason bateman um who you know he gets to direct episodes of ozark he gets to be the lead actor of Ozark and he gets to executive produce Ozark. Um, and so the apex of my career, <clears throat> it's not Marvel. It's not any of the other things. I mean, if those things happen, great. But for me, like I want to be able to own my own IP. I want to be able to be the executive producer of my own show. I want to be able to direct episodes of the show. And I want to be able to be the lead actor of that show. Um, and so that would be like my goal, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Jason Bateman with Ozark, somebody like POC, like uh, Rummy, you know, on Hulu. Mm. Um, th- things like that. I think that that would be what I would want. It's quite funny that you mentioned Mar- Marvel because everyone thinks that Mar- Marvel are these fantastic films. And don't get me wrong, you know they yeah. are good. But I feel the independent films are some of the best films because oh, yeah. you know you 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 don't have to have big budgets. You don't have to have massive stars, but it comes <clears throat> with a lot lot of heart, and you can actually tell. Uh, there was a um, a Doug Jones film um, called My Name Is. Oh, he's going to kill me now for for not remem- remembering it. Uh, Jerry, My Name Is Jerry, which was I an independent Jerry. film 
and it's just beautiful it really re re really is so i suppose you're right in saying that you know producing directing and writing you're <clears> in <throat> control of what yeah. you're going to do it do do in the future which is a, a very smart smart move because you get your fingers in all the pies uh yeah. as they say and as and i think you're getting a sense of who i am uh, a control <laughs> freak uh so you know i won't be able to be involved in the whole thing right so um mm. but hey i mean you look at something like a prey right mm. um it came out this weekend i mean it's it's lower budget right it's not necessarily it's one of those big budget films it's amazing mm. uh right um so yeah like that's mm. that's pr proof of the pudding stories all that matters really at the end of the day and characters and who inspired you you know when growing up wanting to be this this actor and you watching these behind the scenes i mean were <clears> there <throat> any actors out there that really I, I mean obviously you you mentioned jason bateman but was <laughs> were, was there any actors when you were younger that you thought wow one i want to work with and two i want to be like that or to that i level. mean the earliest yeah the, the earliest memory of like imitating a hero like <clears throat> playing with my action figures or like imitating somebody like in the shower or like in my bedroom and stuff was probably Shah Rukh Khan, mm. uh, you know, from, from Bollywood, of course, like, cause those are the earliest films that I would watch. So Shah Rukh Khan was like the first sort of inspiration, right. Where I was just like, Oh, I want to be like him, you know? Um, I, and then I would say it was a lot of, um, uh, theater actors, weirdly. Like I, when I started doing musical theater in high school, um, when I first got exposed to, you know, North American musical theater on stage, uh, Christian Borel, who was the, one of the male leads in Legally Blonde, the musical, uh, he was somebody, I know it's a very specific uh, answer, but he was somebody I was just like, oh, this is a person on Broadway. He gets to, like, this is a job. And that was like, that was the first person that I looked at. I was just like, oh, he's, he's a working professional actor, you know, because he's not super famous or anything, but like, I was like, oh, but he like, this is, this is what he does for a living. And you can do this. You can just like be in the theater on stage and, and, and uh, pay your bills that way. So, um, and of course I have, you know, uh, I remember watching Brokeback Mountain uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, you know, of course those are two uh, heroes as well. And, mm. um, you know, now after watching Moon Knight, uh, you know, just cementing to me how incredible Oscar Isaac is as well. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I've, I've got a bunch, bunch of people, but. but uh, and, and, yeah. and have you got a, a, a dream person that you'd love to play opposite? like on your bucket list <clears throat> man i i would say um i know okay i, I know i want to work with denny villeneuve like okay. in terms of behind the camera that's for sure that's number one choice um in front of the camera i uh i would say viola davis and uh uh jeff bridges yeah jeff bridges oh Jeff Bridges and Viola Davis would be. The thing is, for me, Denzel Washington is just an amazing oh, guy. But again, how intimidated would you feel being opposite these people? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like their talent is from somewhere supernatural. It really, really is. But how oh difficult? God. How difficult is it being a working actor? Is it all glamour and red carpets? You know, because people, <laughs> the viewers, see 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 you in these wonderful shows. I must think that you live a life of, you know, paradise. <laughs> I mean, how real is it being an actor? It's, uh, I, I will say this, when you are filming something, it is very much like paradise because you are essentially pampered and taken care of by the entire crew 
and the producers because they can't afford to lose any of us because then they have to reshoot the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. So, so I will say while, while you're in the bubble of shooting, you are really well taken care of. Now, is it, you know, Marvel Studios level uh, taking care of this? No, but, you know, it's, it's you know, they, they do, uh, we, I certainly can't complain with, with how pampered we all were. Like, we were really way too spoiled. Like, you're talking about any kind of food that we wanted. It was available to us. You know, we were staying in these apartments, uh, these brand new apartments. So it, it's glamorous while you're in, while you're shooting the thing. But then as soon as it's done, you're back to normal life, you know, and, and, and for, most actors in the world, you're making sort of a median income level, which means that you don't, you know, not everybody has a, it's funny, like, you know, some of my relatives uh, literally think that, like, I live in Los Angeles in a giant mansion, uh, you know, because of one show or whatever. And I was just like, that's not how this thing works. Like, there's like, there's the 1% of the 1%. And then there's the rest of us, you know, that yeah. hopefully one day, you know, we'll get there. But like, um, so, I, so I would say a lot of it is a lot of hard work, right? A lot of it is rejection. A lot of it is self-doubt anxiety, insecurity, uh, audition after audition, um, making work with your friends, uh, doing little table reads to help out your director friend. Like it's a lot of little mini gigs because mm -hmm. ultimately we're freelance workers is what we are. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's the life that the real life of an actor is just trying to trying to get from gig to gig, you know, mm -hmm. and, and doing your day job uh, to make your ends meet in the middle. Um, and then and then there's little weird moments where then you go to LA for like a red carpet premiere for your little thing. You know, and it's like you're getting a bunch of photos taken, you're getting interviewed and all those things. And it's like, what is my life right now? Because this is not like I literally have to go work tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have, you know, I have my day job to go to. So it's that's what the real life of an actor is. Um, but that's why these moments are so special, right? Because you dream of some things like this. You dream of a show doing well. You dream of, you know, um, moments where you get to be on a red carpet and, and stuff like that. So so all those hard moments, the, the highs make it make all the low ones worth it you know mm. i mean i would find that so awkward being on the red carpet and everyone looking at you and shouting your name and taking your picture and 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 do you do you do you find it a pleasure i mean it's got to be quite full on all of a sudden as you said that you go to la for this red carpet and all of a sudden you're center of attention i mean does that take you by surprise yeah, yeah i mean it's it's uh <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, yeah, 100%. Because it, it, it's just, it's weird. It's like, you know, um, because you're not, uh, in my world, I'm a normal, I'm just a normal human. Like, I'm just a person that just walks through the world. I, I don't have any uh, preconceived notions of who I am or I think that I'm bigger than I am, what I am. So, like, it's just a weird thing of, like, standing there and people, like, shouting your name, like, really, really loudly and uh, almost aggressively. And then, um, you know, people like yourself, like just even just even like you reaching out to interview me is, is also so weird to me because I'm just like, I'm like, why me? Like, why? Like, like, you know, <laughs> what do I have to offer that's ending? You know, like literally he has the entire world, you know, but like so. So I think it's part of that, too. It's it's just mm. it's this weird thing of like, you know, you do it for the you do it for the, the acting. You do it for the, the mm. art form, right? All these other things are extra and, and stuff, but they're all part of the business. And mm. um, I'm just really grateful that uh, people care at all you know, mm. to begin with, mm. uh, because the bare minimum is, hey, I just want to work. And then the bonus is like, oh, my God, people care about about your work. That's even better. So I'm just mm. I just get to cherish those moments, you know. Well, well, you'd be pleased to know there are shows like mine out there, uh, but I <laughs> only only have guests that, you know, I want to interview from shows that I love. You know, I, awesome. I'm not I'm not on these lists where I do these press pools 
um, you know, and do these three-minute interviews, even though they're fantastic. But I like to reach out to to cast from shows that I think are just amazing, um, that I've watched and enjoyed. So let's talk about SkyMed, because this is a show that's just full of heart and wild rides, as I've described described it and so well written if you could tell the viewers and listeners a bit about the show and who you play yeah so SkyMed is about uh emergency medevac pilots and nurses that work in remote northern canada uh rescuing people from dire situations so for example you know you're hiking in the middle of a mountain somewhere and you break your leg um you are nowhere near a hospital, a clinic. There's no doctors, nurses, anybody around. And so you have no choice but to call the number that gets uh, an emergency, either helicopter or a plane, to bring along a nurse and a pilot that comes along with that plane to come and rescue you from your predicament and then take you to the nearest hospital, which in many cases in remote northern Canada um, or northern United States, um, the nearest hospital might be three hours away you know, uh, or six hours away, you know? And so, so you have to just kind of, uh, hope that the patient is not too severely injured or close to death. Uh, the nurses have to be able to have the wherewithal to, uh, tend to them while they're on this plane, this really claustrophobic plane. And the pilot has to hope that the weather and everything cooperates, that the plane is in good condition to get you, uh, your nurse and your patient to the hospital in time. Um, and so it's very much um, a show about these pilots and nurses that work there um, who are put to the test uh, against all elements. Um, and so it's a, it's a medical procedural that deals with all of that. Um, I, I like to compare it to um, a mashup of Top Gun meets Grey's Anatomy. Um, you know, Top Gun because of the, the culture of the pilots and them trying to get to the next level in their careers. Uh, and then the nurses, of course, with the drama that, you know, something like a Grey's Anatomy provides. And so it's a good mashup of those two sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, movie and show. And uh, but ultimately, you know, what makes it stand out for me is that unlike other medical procedurals, SkyMed <clears throat> takes place in not in a major city. Right. It takes place in a, in a very, very small town um, and in very remote areas where you don't have the latest technology. Yet. You know, you don't have the. Um, state-of-the-art hospitals. Uh, A lot of them are working with uh, very small, under-resourced indigenous communities. And so you have to rely on your instincts. You have to, you know, MacGyver solutions to problems. Um, And so that's where I come in. Uh, uh, My character's name is Chopper. He is, uh, full name is Jay Chopper Chopra. He is a uh, emergency medevac pilot. he sits on the right seat, which means that he's one step away from being captain on the left seat. Um, and that's his goal is to, he wants to be a captain. He's an incredibly competent pilot and an engineer. And, um, and he's like, best way to describe Chopper is he's everybody's little brother. He's like, you know, he's always there for everybody in a moment's notice. Um, a, a bit socially awkward, uh, you know, uh, but very, very loving and very kind. And, and, um, and just wants to do the best for not only his team and his profession, but also just for people, um, you know, just being kind to people. And so, so yeah, that was a really long answer. But uh, that is a yeah. very good answer. And I tell you what, if if the viewers and listeners don't go out now and what, what don't go out, stay in, watch uh, <laughs> this on Paramount Plus, there's something wrong with them because you had me at Maverick, you know, Top Gun. Yeah. 
um yeah. because it is so move aside maverick you know we've got our new pilot yeah. here um so what drew you to the part of 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 Ch chopper you know when you know you saw yeah. the you know the audition the sides you know what 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 drew you to that part well it was the first role that um was most like myself um <clears throat> you know it was the first time i like i read a character and i was just like oh my god this is me in life um you know and i never get that i never got that opportunity and that's fine i mean that's the point of acting is you get to be chameleon you get to change and you get to be different people mm -hmm. but it was refreshing because this was the first time i got to see somebody that was just like oh my god this is literally me um so that was number one and then you know i'm also an engineer you know um just like chopper have my own iron ring uh which is like you get this when you get graduated out of a canadian university uh, oh, wow. with an engineering degree and so there was a lot of similarities to my real life self as well and i also um you know it's the first time i get to i got to play like it was a it was a south uh, asian character uh previously the characters that i played in all my previous projects uh they were four white actors i i i got the role and they made them south asian uh but this was the first time i got to actually just play in indian on screen and not only that, it was not stereotypical. Uh, he just got to be a person. He just got to be a badass pilot, um, you know. Uh, and I was just looking for that. And I was also looking for some. I was looking for a character where I could just do a little more comedy, you know. Um, I love I love doing improv. I love comedy. I've been doing very dramatic things, and and I just wanted to do something that like I could just be a bit of an idiot on screen, and I could just be a bit awkward and just like funny and like. And so that drew me to it. Um, Selfishly, that was those are the reasons why I was drawn to the character. In terms of the show, I mean, um, I am a big fan of medical procedurals. Um, that being said, this was just very, very different because, again, it, it, it's not your standard formula where you're in a major city and you know you've got all those things taking place in Chicago or Los Angeles or New York. It, it's you are literally in the middle of nowhere, and and so you have to, you know sort of Indiana Jones your way out of situations, you know, mm. um, whether that's the nurses or the, the pilots. And, and also, like, there's a lot of dire situations that happen in hospitals, right, in the, in mm. the other procedurals. In this one, they're happening on the plane, like in air, <laughs> you know, like really, really scary things that are happening in the plane and they have to land in like two minutes and they have no time. And so that, that suspense thriller aspect of it as well, I, I really enjoyed. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I, I just love the representation also on screen, just like finally giving, uh, showcasing what indigenous communities, you know, have to go through. Um, and then just a bunch of outsiders uh, coming into the situation and, and learning about the, the community, but also uh, learning about themselves, which I mm. really enjoy. Mm. Well. I mean, I yeah. mean, when when I say the show is full of heart, I mean, the messages that you get watching this show, I think is fantastic. And yeah. Julie Puckerin has done an amazing job. Create, yeah. creating and writing this show did you have any input in your character did you have any moments where you wanted to change a few 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 things yeah there was um julie was really good about that in the sense that you know um she was she very much knew that i was an engineer in in, in real life and so uh then when there were certain sequences where there was a like a like a chemical spill or whatever and like how did what the solution would be to deal with that she would call me up and she would ask you know, um, hey, let's talk about, you know, what you would actually do with this. Um, there was one sequence where um, it seemed like Chopper was an expert on IEDs. And 
I, I just unfortunately, like I understood where they were coming from with that. I, at the same time was like, you know, the last thing we need is a brown person to be an expert on bombs, yeah. you know? And so I, I changed that. I, I uh, talked to Julie about that and we got that line to be changed so that it's more about, uh, he's an expert in reactions engineering, you know, which is a real life course that I took when I, when I got my chemical engineering degree. And so they were very, very sort of flexible about that, you know, changing lines here and there and, um, it's interesting too because like the first month of filming the show we all have an idea of what the character is and the producers have an idea of what the character is and the first month of filming the show was very much a tonal battle between both parties mm-hmm. you know we would bring to the table our choices but then we would get uh corrected and so eventually after that month we all sort of finally met in the middle and we understood what we were going for um, I think the biggest thing with Chopper is I saw him as a very, you know, awkward, funny person and very socially inept. But Julie did tell me she was just like, hey, listen, like, I love a lot of what you're doing. But at the same time, keep in mind that he's actually a very, very competent person. And he's actually very confident. He's just out of practice. Mm. You know, and that was the key to being like, oh, OK, right. He's not, it's not that he can't talk to women. He's just, he's just out of practice because he's had a traumatic experience with his past relationship. And so he's trying to get back into the saddle, which makes him act a certain way. And so it was more so digging into the whys behind, mm. you know, the characters that, that really got us to delve deeper into them. And, and so, and so, yeah, uh, we had lots of input, which was, which was fantastic. And I love the tag tagline on your poster. Yeah. It says flies better than he <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you did touch on it just then. What makes Chopper yeah. such a bad flirt? Because I'm not being being silly, but in the show, no. he he doesn't too, do too bad for himself. To be fair, he, um, yeah, he flukes into them somehow. But he like, yeah, it's, there's a charming quality, right? There's a, there's a there's a charming there's a charm to not not knowing what you're doing. You know that I think people like. Um, I mean, by the way, you can replace like that. So, so the flies better than he flirts. You could. That's me, and you could literally just, you know, anything better than if I can't flirt to save my life either. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm awful. And in fact, oh my god, I'm so, my 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 girlfriend right now. Like, I mean, yeah, just a story of how even that happened and how terrible I was at at, at uh, uh, talking to her the first time. It was, you know, but yeah, I, I um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the thing with Chopper is he's. Uh, he's really good at his job, but he's out of practice when it comes to, you know, life, um, life stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, even from the first episode when he's like, so in love already with somebody that he has no idea, you know, who she is yet, you know, but like, he's just so, he's so desperate to kind of, you know, uh, be ready for the next thing to rebound into the next thing that like, he forgets sometimes the right way to do it. And so I, I find all his little moments very endearing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on on a surface level, but then also it's just like, it's just really funny, you know, and we got to have fun with those moments. Uh, each director that came on to every episode, like I, uh, we really, really got to have fun with some of those comedic moments because, yeah, him flirting is just hilarious. <laughs> and talking about being a pilot as well, um, I mean, what sort of training did you have to go through? Was it uh, like a boot camp sort of style? I mean, did you learn a bit about obviously flying? Did you fly at all um, during the show? Um, so we, we couldn't fly only because of insurance purposes and also we needed to have our um, our 10,000 hours of training like to get our license and stuff. So that was uh, forbidden, unfortunately. I wish we could. But uh, but we were um, we did do a boot camp, um, me and the rest of the pilots. Uh, uh, 
Chopper is actually based on Jamie Rimmer, who is the uh, brother-in-law of Julie Puckrin. Mm. Um, and so Chopper is actually literally written after Jamie. And so the luxury that I got to have uh, uh, was that Jamie was on set a lot, all, like a lot of the time, especially when we were filming our pilot sequences. He was on set a lot. Um, before filming began, we had like a week-long boot camp where, you know, we had a whole presentation and we took a bunch of notes and then we actually went to the airfield and got to see real, um, you know, medevac pilots and planes. We got to fly with them. Uh, as they were flying, I got to study the pilots in the cockpit. Um, you know, and it's interesting too, because, uh, the, the person on the right seat, because there's, there's this idea that like when you're a pilot, you'd suddenly go X-wing mode, right? And you start like, you know, you're yeah. <laughs> moving the joystick left, right, and center. And it's like, it's like, oh, wait, no, like, it's just less is more, you know, like the, the person, the only person that's actually allowed to touch the control stick is, is, uh, on the, is the captain. Um, and so the person on the right seat, who I am, uh, just has a checklist in his hand. And he just guides and helps and he just makes sure everything's okay. So very, so I, the biggest thing for me was to just realize that I don't need to use my hands at all. Just sit there, you know? Uh, and so that was like, that's that, awesome. like but that's the thing. <laughs> but, but th and that's the thing. It's like these little things you don't get unless you actually go and watch them work, mm. you know? And so realizing how anticlimactic it was, you know, where I was just like, I was like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're going. And it's like, oh, okay, he just sits there. And he just like, has his checklist and make sure that everything's good on the checklist and just kind of looks around. And as we're taking off and landing, he just has his hands right next to the captain's hands, just in case, you know? So it's very subtle things that I observed. Um, and of course, uh, Jamie was such a great resource. And um, Jamie's wife, uh, Sarah Puckerin, who's Julie's sister, is uh, who Haley's based off of. Oh, wow. Um, and, so, and so that was the, the husband and wife, you know, they get to be there on set every day and, uh, they, she was a medevac nurse. He was a medevac pilot, and and so that was very very cool. Yeah. Mm, because because obviously the viewers and listeners need to realise that this actually happens. You know, it's based yeah. around you know true events. Like um, you know, they, there is actual med, medevac sort of things <clears throat> out, out 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 there, which I think is astonishing. And the work they actually do in real must be amazing, especially oh my the God. Dis distances between the hospitals. Um, you know, hats off to them. Anyone in the in, the in, the industry, oh to be God. honest, um, I think yeah. especially especially over the pandemic as 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 well. So we see yeah. uh, your character, and and this is what I like about the show is that we see you on this lovely story arc throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want to spoil mm -hmm. it for anyone, and mm -hmm. it's it's really nice to see Chopper develop and. Uh, blossom and um i don't know how to put it because i don't want to ruin it for anyone but i like you know your storyline one of the most out of all of them i mean what has been your favorite scene to shoot um during mm. this season Whew. that's a good question yeah i mean i think i think for chopper i i mean I think all any scene that I got to shoot with Rebecca, um, uh, you know, who plays Emma on the show, uh, I I genuinely enjoyed. Um, not only is she an incredible friend, but she's also just such a good actor and such a good scene partner. Um, and it's interesting, you know, those scenes for me were very emotional because it's something that I went through myself in life, which is why that like that's why this the universe literally dropped this role in my lap. I think for a reason because it's so. Uh, almost scary <laughs> how similar we are, you know? And so 
the, those scenes where I'm opening my heart up to her or, you know, uh, uh, don't want to spoil anything, but just like, you know, a lot of those difficult scenes that I got to do were my most memorable because I was almost living out my real life through them and exercising those demons through those scenes, um, you know, because of, of a previous relationship that I had as well. And so it was an interesting sort of exercise for me not to be an actor in the scene, but also, you know, sort of live through my real life and, and sort of uh, have that catharsis at the end of it, you know? Mm. Um, and I also, you know, rarely do you get a character with such a pure uh, storyline. Mm. Um, like you think about it, like so many storylines are based on trauma, right? Like, you you know, somebody has to, you know, leaves the community and has to find a way back to the community. You know, another character is has to find a way to reconnect back to their indigenous roots. You know, um, another character had a traumatic experience with their uh, sibling, you know, um, somebody's cheating on their fiance because of a loveless marriage. Like there's all these little things and Choppers is like, I want to go to space. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's such a pure hearted um, story. And it's just so refreshing. I remember when Julie first told me about this overall character arc and I was just like, wait, that that's it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he wants to go. To, like, you know, and it's like, but but the interesting challenge with that as an actor is like, okay, but that that's on the surface, but like, what's what's it actually about underneath, mm. you know? And to me, what what it was actually about was um, finally doing something for himself. Mm. You know, he's such a selfless person and he's done right by his parents, done everything that they've, they've asked him to do, done everything that his ex has asked him to do. Um, gone ahead and done everything that Emma's wanted and asked him to do. Um, and I think, I think for him, it's about recognizing that, Hey, like it's okay to be selfish and it's okay to finally go for what I want, you know? And, mm. and so, um, yeah, what a pleasure to just have such a and, pure. And yeah. without ruining it, the moment when yeah. you decide not to think of someone else and think of yourself for once i literally was cheering i was like yes because because you know you're like a puppy dog you know you just cared about everyone around you and and you know you did something for yourself which was awesome to see it really really was um obviously i had rebecca on the show um a couple of nights ago which is actually being released tonight on youtube and all podcast platforms and i asked her the question um you know did she liberate any props or costume pieces from the show uh i mean did you get to keep anything um any i had no jumpsuits or anything like that I didn't get to keep the suits, but I do. I have like the uh, like the badges, like uh, our our SkyMed badges, and um, what else did I keep? I got to keep uh, I got to keep my watch and my and my like uh, name tag. Um, I got to keep my. I have another iron ring. I got to have his 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 iron ring as well. Um, and then uh, production, like the the producers gave us all a, a gold necklace with like our characters uh initials on it and like just the the skymed on it and stuff so that's a nice memento that we get to keep um i think we'll only get to steal the full things after the series comes to an end but up until then i think okay. uh we we won't get anything else yet <laughs> well it sounds like you did a lot better than rebecca because rebecca all she got was some hair earrings and a bra um that's apparently. oh that's she only got to keep that oh interesting yeah yeah, yeah. so so you've done all right we with yourself yes, yes. let's talk location because the low the location yeah. that you shoot in is just absolutely picturesque it looks heavenly it really oh, yeah. does what was it actually yeah. like to film 
um, you know, in that cold, uh, in that environment? Oh my God, it was it was absolutely incredible. I mean, Winnipeg is uh, one of those gems on planet Earth that people don't talk about, and, and even in Canada, it's underappreciated because you know people look at it as some small city and like you know nobody cares about it. And it was my first time filming there, and I grew up in the prairies in Canada. Um, I grew up near the mountains in Calgary, uh, near Banff, um, and so I was used to sort of that weather, the cold weather. That part wasn't too shocking to me. It was funny watching the people from uh, uh, L.A. and Toronto and Vancouver on the show uh, struggle a little bit. But I, I was used to the minus 35, minus 40 weather. Unfortunately, I just was. Um, but it, it's, there's this really just natural beauty to the entire province. We got to film. Um, we got to film throughout the transitions of the seasons, you know, which is incredible. You know, we got to be there in the summertime and then we got to see the leaves turn color and we got to see the snow. And so. That was an incredible experience to be a part of. Um, but I, I do think a lot of the time, I mean, the cold did interfere with her acting because there's certain moments where you just can't open your mouth. You know, when it's like minus 30 outside, you just can't, um, you know, do anything with your mouth. You can't even open your, you can't even open, you know, move your eyebrows up and down. And so um, the cool thing that production did, though, was they, they front loaded a lot of the outdoor sequences, you know, because we, we shot out of order. So we, we, you know, we front loaded a lot of the outdoor sequences so that by the time winter came, we were mostly uh, shooting in the studio, um, you know. So luckily, it wasn't so so bad, and and uh, things really only got much colder in January, I would say. Mm. But mm. Um, but yeah, like you know, we had a great costume department that gave us uh, our big uh, uh, Canada Goose jackets, which we got to wear. Which thank God for those, because wow, if we didn't have them, it would be very very cold. Um, but I but I think that you know, speaking of what makes the show stand out, I think uh, there's like basically no CGI. Um, mm. in this uh there is a little cgi here and there but like like the sequ the sets were all um shoot alive you know we got to shoot on location like 80 percent of the time which uh which is which made the whole experience very immersive and made our jobs much easier and i think people watching the show will, will love that and i was i was a bit disappointed that the bar isn't a real bar because it looks amazing. Yeah, that should be made. I, People out there should oh look at that God. and style a bar on that bar because it's just awesome. Oh, I, f I remember I walked on the set for the first time and I, was, I thought it was an actual bar the first time because I walked in and I didn't realize that like they decorated it that way. So I was just like, oh my God, this is an incredible bar. Like I would come here and they're like, oh, no, 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 this is just a farmhouse that we, mm. you know, changed up. And, and so, yeah. <laughs> and talking about lo location, a little birdie has told me about a funny situation with you uh i'm uh -huh. gonna put a picture up uh-huh oh no no not that one that's, <laughs> oh sorry oh. that is that is you flirting um so... i am that's me that's me successfully flirting by the way that was my yeah. first successful flirt yeah, with um that looks like a saturday yeah, night yeah. out for for me to be honest yeah. but no it's this <laughs> image just here oh my god i i can't triggered i'm triggered <laughs> i absolutely cannot I just can't. Oh what my is... god, I'm so. So you can blame you can blame Rebecca for this, to be honest. Yes. Uh, yes. Because she was laughing her head off when she was telling me about it. Um, so apparently, um, you had an incident where um, you apparently screamed a bit. Um, you know, you got a bit scared. And why are you scared of grasshoppers uh, during I filming? Don't just... They look so scary. I don't like, like, look at them. Like, it's like just the legs and, like, the thing. And, oh, God, no, 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 I can't. I, I, that, so this grasshopper, like, okay, the small ones, fine, whatever, like the small crickets, whatever. 
but I was in my trailer and we were on location and like I came back and I saw the biggest, like the most ginormous grasshopper just in the corner of my room. And yeah, I screamed, like I screamed and I, I like got up on my couch, like on my legs. Like it was a full moment that I had, probably way too dramatic because it's harmless. But like, you know, in my brain it, it is. And uh, of course I had to, you know, people came open the trailer door and I was just like, it's there, it's there. I couldn't even talk. And Morgan and Rebecca had to come in and nicely like take it out. And I was just like, wow, pretty, you're such a, <laughs> you're such a schmuck. Like, I mean, it's just I a mean, grasshopper. I mean, if it started talking to you, yeah, I would understand it. Yeah. Be a bit freaky. Yeah. But you know what it you is? It's, it's the Bugs Life. It's a. You remember the uh, Bugs Life? Yeah. yeah. They did a good job of making those grasshoppers the bad guys. And, wow. And so, so many people are traumatized by Jaws. You're traumatized yeah. by. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I will say so, I've gotten better though. Like I will say I spent, I spent a whole summer. I, I actually just got back from, uh, um, I was uh, doing a, uh, I was workshopping a brand new musical on a farm the past two months. And if you're living on a farm, you, you know, you've got snakes, reptiles, uh, um, grasshoppers, crickets. And so I, I, I saw it all. I saw it all. And um, I have, I've had the intervention that I needed. And so I think I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm better now, you know. A bit of shock therapy, as they call it. A bit of know, shock therapy. Exactly. Facing your fears. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, for uh, outing me. <laughs> well, to be honest, I did ask if she had any gossip or any, any funny sto- stories, and uh, she didn't hold back. Um, so, uh, but no, great great for her for sharing that. Um, so yeah. do you think we're going to see a season two? Because I hope so. I really do. I've even asked Julie, but she won't answer me she won't tell yeah. me she's sort of skirted yeah, yeah, yeah. around it so do yeah. you think in your heart we're going to see season two because it annoys me when we get so into shows yeah yeah, yeah we don't get any more you know what I'll, I'll take i'll go a very analytical route on this one i think uh based on the demographic of the show and seeing previous shows like it and 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 knowing that um on CBC in Canada, it's uh, the only procedural on, you know, on TV on that, on that channel. Um, I would venture to guess that a season two is likely, right? Just because you know it it lives in a nice budget range where wow, I'm going full nerd on this, but like it lives in like the sweet spot budget wise where neither studio is breaking the bank on it necessarily, and it's getting the viewership that it needs, you know, to keep it going. I hate this mentality that a show needs to be a you know, a global hit for, mm. for it to get a season two, you know, like there's, I think, I think shows can live in this space. I think certain shows can be stranger things like hits. Certain shows can be like sort of live in this middle ground as well. And so, you know, not everything needs to be a, a, a huge, huge, you know, runaway success for it to get it to warrant a second season. I don't think so. I think for, you know, for it being a procedural um, for it, having the audience that it has um, and its budget range, I, I think, why not? You know, if I was a producer, I'd green light it. Uh, definitely definitely and yeah. is that and, answer satisfactory or did i that is around perfect well? answer because i think yeah. the way the characters end you want to see what happens you want to see where their journey takes them especially chopper do you know what i mean 100%. so i don't want to ruin it for any for anyone oh. but uh we've got two more questions yeah. uh before we end this lovely yeah, interview yeah. uh these are deep yeah. quest- questions so let's fast excited. forward 50 years okay what would you like people to be saying about you as an actor? Hmm. 
Oof. I guess pe- I, I would want people to uh, say that I'm really lived in, if that makes any sense. Like I, I, that I can do, I can do that. I'm that I can pull off the subtle and nuanced roles really well. I think that's a that's a, it's a very challenging skill set to possess because it's easy to be emotional on screen. It's easy to be angry on screen. It's easy to be very happy on screen. You know, the extremes are easy to play. It's the actors that are. I mean, um, I was watching The Sandman the other day and Tom Sturridge oh. on Sandman. And, and people don't like, you know, I'm seeing a lot of criticism where it's just like, oh, it feels like he's not doing anything. And I'm like, are you watching mm. Tom Sturridge like properly? Because he is doing so much. Yeah. And and but it's very subtle and it's very, very powerful and very nuanced. And so 50 years from now, I hope a am able to develop into that kind of actor and uh B, I hope people notice, I guess, that, like that's the best way I can, I can put it because I think that's, that's, that form of acting is incredibly hard and, and I want to be able to master that type of acting. Um, and, and what so an awesome, awesome show. It really is. I watched oh it about a month ago because I had early access yeah. from net, net, Netflix yeah. and I, I, I couldn't tell anyone about, about it. I couldn't tell what happens and I just thought it was oh fantastic. The acting in it is just astonishing but when you talk about actors like like that the first actor that came into my mind was someone like gary oldman because gary yes. oldman can yes. literally he's he is like a chameleon you know he can do yeah. everything from dracula to just everything he, i just think he's so grounded as well and such a a, a gent to meet in person he really really is um, now i want to change my answer i want i want i want gary oldman viola davis and jeff bridges all three <laughs> in there too. Um, so the last question if you could travel back in time uh Praneet, uh to yourself starting out what advice would you give him Whew. um oh man that's that's a tough one i don't know if i would i i, I would say this um Spend more time with your with your loved ones. Um, you don't get those moments back. So, career is one thing, and that's great. But at the end of the day, um, you know the people, you know your family and your friends. Like the relationships are what matters at the end of all our days, really. You know, um, and so I think for me, going back, I would say just hey, put that. You know, you can write that email later. Just go spend some time with your mom or go spend some time with your dad or, you know, all those things. And I'm, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting much better at that for sure. Like I'm, I'm realizing the value of those relationships, you know? And so I, I think for me, just, just, uh, cherish them a bit more, you know, uh, it's okay. Things will work out. It's fine. You can, you can relax a little bit. Just go, go spend some time with the people that you love. Yeah. That is awesome advice and completely yeah. agree. Completely yeah. agree. Uh, Praneet, you've been a great guest. Uh, Thank let's you, uh, go Incredible. for season two i cannot wait i cannot wait um, look after yourself stay uh, safe and stay super Thank you. And next time I'm in the UK, let's both go for uh, Tim Hortons coffee. Yes, Tim Hortons, definitely, definitely. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.